Will you bow your heads in prayer with me this morning? God, we ask that you would speak to us uh, this day through your word, even as we meditate on what you have done so many years ago. We ask all these things in your name. We pray. Amen. Good morning again, friends, and we are gathered here to celebrate our risen Lord today, to celebrate our Easter. Uh, for the uh, past several months, we've been walking through the Gospel of Luke. We started reading the Gospel of Luke uh, on Christmas Eve, and, uh, and ever since, we've been kind of following uh, what Jesus has been doing and teaching um, in, uh, in hopes that we can be more like Christ. On Ash Wednesday, um, at the start of Lent, we heard the gospel writers say that Jesus turned his face toward Jerusalem. And in turning his face toward Jerusalem, he was walking towards Jerusalem. He knew what that meant for him, to walk towards Jerusalem. And last week, uh, we celebrated here our Palm Sunday where the crowds joined in and yelled, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. There were children, parents, young people, old people waving branches and yelling, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. And then as Thursday rolled around, things changed drastically for our Savior. Those who were with him were no longer to be found. Those whom he called friends betrayed him. And everyone abandoned Jesus. On Thursday night, even as we celebrated our Monday Thursday service here in the in the sanctuary, we took the Christ candle that was lit here, we extinguished it, and we walked it out. And today we enter the sanctuary knowing that Christ is risen, his light is here. And so this morning we join the women who are following Jesus. These women were faithful in their devotion to read towards Jesus. We read the guy in the Gospels that these women stood by Jesus literally and physically. They were with Jesus as he breathed his last. And these women were so significant and important that the Gospel writer actually names who they are. They're Mary Magdalene, Joanne, Mary the mother of James, and other women. And they wanted to pay their final respects to Jesus. Early on that Sunday morning, they were walking towards the tomb. Their rabbi, their teacher, their Lord, their friend was no longer present. They were so devoted that they brought up their own spices so that they can embalm the body of Jesus. See, what I want us to know and understand is was no one was forcing these women to do this. Quite honestly, if Jesus just laid in that grave, he was there for three days, and if he was there for another 20, no one would even bother. But these women saw it differently. They wanted to pay their final respects, and they walked towards that, that tomb that morning, on that early Sunday morning. They were seeking the body of Jesus. The body that was decaying, the body that was broken and laid aside. See, when they walked in and saw, they didn't see the dead body that was there. 
and they were surprised because the tomb was empty. They did not expect the empty tomb. They were prepared themselves for the past several days for something else. See, their current reality and what they had hoped for were completely different. They did not see the body that was broken and left, the hands that were pierced with nails, or the side where the spear hurt him, or the crown of thorns that was on his head. The tomb was empty. Friends, on that Sunday morning, that grave was empty. That grave was empty. This is what we read in verse 4. Suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood before them. And in their fright the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why are you looking for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. I love these words. Why do you seek the living among the dead? Why are you looking for the dead Jesus, is what the angel is saying. He is risen. We worship a God who is not dead, but is risen. And grave could not hold him. Amen. Friends, this morning we need to ponder like the women who are walking towards this tomb, seeking a Jesus who is dead. We know as a community, we know as a church, we know as a nation or as a world that we are navigating some challenging times. We really don't know what the future holds. There is so much uncertainty about the future. What kind of Jesus are you seeking? Are you seeking a Jesus who is a good teacher, a good person, did a lot of good things, cared for the poor, died at the hands of Romans? And are you like the women who were seeking this Jesus who is dead? Are you seeking Jesus in the tomb? Hear the words of the angels. Why are you seeking the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Jesus is risen. Luke here is describing, is descriptive in retelling the story of what happened. In verse 6, we continue to hear the voice of the angels. Remember what he told you when he was with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified on the third day, be raised again. In verse 8, that is what the women did. Then they remembered. They remembered his words. They remembered his words. In that empty tomb, when the women came fully prepared to encounter a dead Jesus, they remembered what their Savior, their Lord, and their teacher taught them. The women remembered. At that moment, their eyes were open, and they remembered what, that Jesus was supposed to be betrayed and die on the cross, condemned to death. They remembered that Jesus would rise from the grave and defeat death itself. Jesus is risen. They remember that God would raise Jesus from the grave. And Jesus would conquer death. Borrowing the words of Paul, Paul writing to the church in Corinth. We read. 
death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? In other words, we are saying, friends, you heard me say this a hundred times now, the worst thing is never the last thing. Christ is dead, risen. Even death cannot sting us. Even though death takes away our loved ones, but one day we will be worshiping with them in heaven together. This morning, are you encountering something that is challenging? And you're saying to yourself, this is the worst thing that I'm going through. This is the worst thing that is happening in my life. Friends, because we serve a risen Christ, I want to assure you the worst thing is never the last thing. We hope in Christ that he will work things out. God will give you life to your situation. God, where God will break those chains that seem to be oppressing you. God will give you hope in the midst of grief. God will wipe away your tears. This is the hope of the Easter people. The women remembered. Reality is that everyone is facing a challenging time. If we are true to ourselves, in the depths of our hearts, there is something that is hurting, there is something that is unresolved, there is something that is unanswered. We find ourselves with the women of that first Easter morning, walking towards and seeking that which is not life-giving, much like seeking the body of Jesus. If this is you, friends, I want you to hear that Christ is risen. Christ is risen. The women remembered that day. Do you remember? Do you remember a time in your own life where your prayers were answered? Do you remember in your own life a situation that you can look back where things seemed dire and hopeless and the risen Christ showed up. Do you remember that? Do you remember a time when you were praying for healing and God miraculously showed up? Do you remember how Christ healed you? The risen Christ provided you with hope then and the risen, the risen Christ is going to provide you with hope today. That is the hope that we all share. But the Easter story doesn't just end with us knowing that the worst thing is the last thing. It doesn't end by us remembering what God had done in the past, hoping and knowing fully well that God will do that again in the future. The Easter story is much beyond that. This is what we read in verse 9. They came from the tomb. These are the women. They came back from the tomb. They told all these things to the leaven on all the others. Again, we hear these names of these women. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanne, Mary, the mother of James, and others with them who told this to the apostles. Verse 11. This is important. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed to be, seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away wondering to himself what happened. 
See, sometimes when the risen Christ shows up in our lives and he delivers us, and we share this to somebody else next to us, to them it might sound like nonsense. And this should not stop us from sharing what Christ is doing in our lives. I believe the pendulum has swung in a complete other direction. And I'm speaking more generally here about the church. At one point, we as a church were on this side of the pendulum where we were condemning everybody who came past us. We just condemned them and we were not very gracious to them. And now we've kind of swung the pendulum to the other side where we kind of sit on this side of the pendulum as a church and we say, you do you, I'm going to do me. I mean, I'm going to mind my business. I'm not going to talk about anything that is relevant. I'm going to talk about the weather. I'm going to keep my faith out of it. Friends, I think the Easter story calls us to bear witness to what Christ is doing in our lives. You don't have to memorize the Bible in order to do this. But if you notice a colleague or a family member or a friend going through a difficult time, all you need to say to them is, hey, I'm going to say a prayer for you. Or... Hey, when I'm going through difficult times, I tend to go to my church. Why don't you come with me? It is just that simple. Or another thing you can say is, hey, I'll be in worship this Sunday, and I'll be praying for you. See, when you do this, a lot of people won't believe you. They'll think it's nonsense. But when the women came and told the same story, that the tomb was empty, that Christ was risen, Peter... Peter went back to the tomb and looked at it for himself. We know the significance that Peter had on the church and on Christianity. Maybe you sharing what Christ is doing in your life can have a much bigger, larger impact on the church of Christ. Friends, this morning, Christ is risen. The worst thing is never the last thing. No matter what you're going through, it is not the last thing. May you claim these words and walk with Christ this day and share it with your neighbors. Amen.